his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. Thanks for joining us. Over the past few months, we've been bringing you guests to talk about all aspects of coronavirus, from testing to diagnosis to treatment, and then what happens in the other areas of our lives, such as mental health, and that includes your job. Many people have been displaced because of coronavirus, and that has caused a lot of stress, especially when it comes to paying the bills. Some people have talked frustration in many areas about not being able to get through to Pennsylvania unemployment and just what exactly is the other unemployment compensation known as PUA. There's been a lot of confusion. Intercom's Frank Andrews found some people who were able to get the answers to those questions. Haley Michelle and Wendy Murray have a PAPUA Facebook page. They've been helping folks just like you with the questions that folks just like you are asking. Frank had the opportunity to catch up with those ladies recently, and they took the questions from the people who need the answers and need them now. Haley Michelle is on the line. She's in Allegheny County. Wendy Murray's on the line. She's in Nesquahoning in Carbon County. And all I can say, ladies, is holy cow, do we have questions for you. How are you both doing? I am good. How are you? Good. Wendy, you're in Nesquahoning. Okay, now, Wendy, uh, you got you got volunteered to answer a lot of UC questions. And Haley, you are the PUA specialist. And so we have, we have a first question that came in for either of you to respond to. A woman dialed the unemployment compensation number 900 times. She finally got through, and when she finally got through, she was on hold for two and a half hours. Is that typical? Yes. But unfortunately, that is typical. And how it is. Much I would say she's lucky she got through after 900 calls. Haley, let me ask you a question. Um, have the numbers of people getting involved in your Facebook page increased or have it slowed down over the past couple of weeks? I would say it has increased because of the um, IP and thought issue. We had a lot of people join because of that. So we can ask a bunch of questions. So now we have... You know, we've been dealing with that a lot, and it's been going pretty smooth, I think. And, and is, is it getting longer, uh, the list getting bigger and bigger of people that are getting involved? Because now, with some people starting to go back, that creates a whole new set of problems. So they may have gotten it, but then trying to file a partial creates a whole new set of problems. 
Yeah, that, that could be. That could happen. As long as they stay under their maximum amount of earnings, it should not affect anything. If they go above that limit, that's when the errors and issues come in one week, and then the next week you're fine. So we'll be seeing that a lot, I'm expecting. What What is the most common problem you're dealing with? And, Wendy, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Haley, you go first. Hey, right now, it would have to deal with the checks being issued and the IP situation if you have been stuck in progress for all your weeks and they haven't given you a date you need to upload your social security card and id and email them and um with the checks being issues it, it's caused a lot of confusion about where it's coming from when it's coming and we try to help people get those answers too wendy what are you hearing backdating issues because regular uc doesn't have the fraud issues going on they're still getting direct deposits and on the Relia card, they're not issuing checks for them. So their biggest problem in regular UC would be backdating week. Patricia calling from Wyoming. You're up. What's your question for the ladies? My husband's been trying to collect from May. We've sent several emails and faxes. And he's applied for the assistance with the help of our daughter because we don't have a computer. Um, he's been un unemployed since March the 14th and from due to the COVID-19 virus pandemic. But haven't heard anything and it's really driving us crazy. And we did make a mistake on one of the issues and um, straightened it out on our end and still waiting for them to straighten theirs out on their end. Go ahead, Haley. Okay, um, I would say to look for a payment date and transaction number on your weekly claims. If there, if you don't have both of those in that spreadsheet there, you don't have, that claim hasn't been paid out yet. If you don't have them, you need to try to contact PUA to get it sorted out. You can even get local legal aid involved if you need a lot of help, or you can contact your congressman and try to get them to do request a call from PUA for you. But you want that payment date and transaction number in the spreadsheet to get the payment. Without a transaction number, there is no payment or payment date because that's how they trace the money once it's left. How long is it taking for for unemployment compensation people, for PUA people, to fix problems? Well, I personally advise people to call. They're supposed to automatically fix it within 21 days and call you if they need information to fix it or email you. But it sometimes takes, you know, I've seen it take like three or four weeks. So I advise people to call if you can. If you can wait it out, you can wait it out and they'll call you if they need more information. They'll get to it eventually if you have an issue, open issue. But I advise people to try to call if you can because it does take a while. Like I said, maybe four weeks. Henry in Jenkins Township. On Thursday, I received a letter uh, that said that I didn't have enough qualifying weeks. Then the next day, I got a letter with my PIN number, and they told me that I have to file you know, for unemployment this weekend. So I did that, but the dates they have, uh, they had like May 30th and June the 6th, but the next time I have to file, the school will be closed, so I don't know what, I want back the back date. You know, I want it from March, so I don't know what to do if the dates say July or August on them. Okay, that's a UC question. They mail everybody, regardless of the fact of if you get approved or denied, everybody who applied for regular UC gets a PIN. You still have to try to do your bi-weekly claim on UC unless you get your denial letter. 
be right. And it sounds like he got a denial letter, so I would call. I would call to double check and make sure he's denied. And if you're denied, then you file for PUA. It's a separate application. Okay, so if he if he doesn't have no credit weeks, finish the statement. What should he do? Well, for PUA, because a lot of people, even myself, one of my jobs, I didn't have enough credit weeks for unemployment. So I was self-employed too, but I had to file for PUA. Unemployment wouldn't cover me. Okay, here's a question that came in. Laid off on March 19th. The owner of my company got a, a paycheck protection program loan in mid-May, but did not pay his employees until June 4th for three weeks retroactively. How will this affect my unemployment compensation as I filed biweekly claims until May 31st without any knowledge of this income that's coming? I've seen yeah. this happen a lot, and I am one of the people who got a PPP for one of my jobs. So. Um, you would have to call. It could result in an overpayment. That's what will happen. It will result in an overpayment. It's non-fault overpayment. So it's not your fault, but it is an overpayment that you'll have to pay back slowly or quickly, however you can do it. And you have to call them to straighten that out. Report the income for each week you earned money. Find out which weeks he paid you and how much you earned each week. And then report that income to them over the phone or something. The regular UC, he's bi-weekly, so that would be regular UC. Okay, uh, you, you, you mentioned repaying repay, it back, and how do you, re you have to mail them a check? Do they take it out of your future benefits? Fault, Wendy, what do they do for non-fault? You could do check or they could take it out of your benefits, correct? Right. Uh, it depends on what your weekly benefit amount is um, and how much you actually owe back. They could take it out of that. Or if it's a big difference, then you have to pay them back. Now, a bunch of questions have come in. When, when people need to communicate with the state, is the phone the best or is the chat the best? And people are frustrated with that chat. Okay, there's only chat for regular UC, not PUA. Chat won't help with PUA. They can they can only help with regular unemployment. So um, chat is best. If you're on regular unemployment, chat's best because they have extra hours. Thursdays and Fridays are the best days to call. But that's pretty much the only ways unless you get your local congressman involved. Be the right option. Uh, Frank in Scranton, what's your question? I was laid off April 30th. I filed my first biweekly claim May 10th. I got one payment on the 19th. I did it again, refiled on the 24th, and again yesterday. But I received nothing since the 19th. Is there a delay or a problem? I, I heard about the fraud and the scams. Are you regular uh, UC? Or regular comp uh, unemployment. Okay, so sometimes for some reason um, with regular unemployment, you have to call, and for some reason, your payments have to be manually released. They've never given a reason why that happens, but for some, that happens. And it literally takes a day to get through to them and two seconds for them to release your payment. Even I mean, though I it all online, I got confirmation by email on my phone and my printed letter that everything was accepted. But uh, since I refiled on the 24th, until yesterday, I had to refile again. I received nothing. Now, I'm, it's just, uh, I don't know the difference between the, what, PA, you, there's two different things here. I mean, I got one it CARES totally Act check, too, things. but I got nothing. you go on spent. and manage, does it show, when you go in to manage your benefits, you can go into the last payment release. I was able to get that, and I even have a balance in my account. But I went over two weeks without seeing anything. Yeah, you I definitely have to get in touch with them. For some reason, there's a whole 
Twitter account, and it might not be for any reason whatsoever. They just have to manually release it, and it literally takes two seconds. Haley, here's a specific question for you. Um, I have a question about PUA. My husband is a self-employed escort. As far as I know, he is normally unable to collect unemployment compensation. He applied for PUA. He received a letter that he is eligible for regular unemployment compensation and a Relia card. He hasn't received any funds on the card. He hasn't received anything from PUA either. What should he do? Well, if he was paying himself with W-2 wages and paying into his um, unemployment, he may absolutely be eligible for regular unemployment now. It's um, a weird thing we're finding, but he needs if he's eligible for regular unemployment, he needs to follow through with that, disregard the PUA. I would contact them, regular unemployment, double-check he's eligible, and have them file all those weeks he's missed so far. Will not release a Relia card until he gets approved for one of the the systems, either regular UC or PUA. They don't, he has to apply for UC before they'll even send him out a reliable card. Now, Haley, here's a question for you. After trying to backdate, the message says I cannot weekly certify until the backdating issue is rectified. It's been two weeks now. Any suggestions? I have heard this quite a bunch. I was expecting this one. So there are three options. You can either... The first option is you can wait until they approve your request. That is not to backdate your weeks. That is to actually backdate your entire claim if it started on the wrong day. So if you did that by mistake, you'll have to either wait for them to fix it, which could take um, months, or you could call and have it fixed, or you could refile your whole application. Then you'll be able to file this Sunday for current weeks. You'll be missing those weeks before this Sunday. And you will have to uh, call or wait for the back week to get your back weeks feature to be available to get those back weeks. The problem with that also is we did post not to use that, but then there was a press conference that said it was fixed when it really wasn't fixed. I don't really think it's ever been fixed, to be honest. Jim, what's your question? I filed for PUA. Uh, I got a monetary determination letter that says, yes, I am eligible for benefits. What I didn't get was a PIN number. I've tried going back into the website, and it tells me I have to have a PIN number to get back in, even though it gave me a... Financial determination, right. Okay, so regular UC only uses a PIN. PUA uses a dashboard with a username and password, not a PIN. So when you signed up, you would have had to select a username and password, and that's what you'll use to log into your PUA if you're a PUA Unless person. You're claiming you see. Yes, I have that's that. That's a pin. Okay, well you don't get a pin if you're on PUA, Jim. You don't need a pin. Okay, but what happened is I went in and it said fill in uh, my social security number and pin. That's that's regular. You're on the wrong website. That's all. Yeah, Yeah. Jim, you're on the wrong website. You're on the unemployment compensation website. You need to go to the PUA website. Okay. What is the address for that in that case? It's the same. You just look at the top and you look there's different links. One's like file your bi weekly, live chat, initial claim, and then you'll see file PUA. And so you And then scroll all the way down. Click file PUA and then scroll all the way down, click file PUA again. 
and then it should take okay, you to the PUA website. You go PUA. to unemployment compensation and you look for the PUA. That's pandemic unemployment assistance. Go to PUA because if you go to regular unemployment, you're not going to have a PIN because you're PUA. So I know it gets confusing, but just go to the PUA site. Larry in Mountaintop. What's up, Larry? Now, I am semi-retired. I was working 20 hours a week and I get a pension. And they told me that because of the pension, they have to review before they approve. I haven't gotten anything. I haven't gotten approval. I went on the chat line twice and I asked what was going on. And they said, well, you have a pension. We're still working on it. And I said, well, I'll get okay. and- Unfortunately, you're just going to have to wait for them. You're probably under staff review. And that might be your open issue right now that's preventing your pay to be released. And until that open issue goes away, you won't get paid. You could keep calling them and trying to contact them, but they just have to review it. And I've seen people under staff review, and eventually they do review it, and they do pay if you qualify. Oh, boy, Larry, not very comforting. Yeah, staff review. I mean, that sounds like a long time. Um, yeah. Pension is considered earned income. Okay, pension is considered earned income. Correct. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Judy in Scranton. What's up, Judy? This is um, for my husband, who's self-employed. And um, he was uh, um, approved for an amount, uh, but then they, they, they deducted. It was like 2340 that's been disputed. And... Um, that, that, that you know, no reason given or whatever, and then they also had mentioned something about a two point four percent deduction, and we didn't understand what that meant, and I I can't get through to to call them. That just sounds like um they're deducting the ten percent taxes because it is taxable income. And um Wendy, do you know what that two point four is? I forget exactly or two point nine. It it goes. It has something to do with the unemployment system, but that's normal. I forget what it is exactly though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I and you forget think what it is exactly also, but everybody has that. And it is the taxes taken out. Like, like they take out, say, out of the five, out of the 600, for example, if you have your taxes taken out, you only get 540 They take out $60 out of each of that PFUC $600. Oh, okay. And you think yeah, that that's... Yeah, I wouldn't worry. That just sounds like taxes, which is good. The, okay, you think the $2,300 is the taxes then? Yep, we think it's the taxes, Judy. So there you go. Uh, Nancy on a cell phone. What's up, Nancy? Okay, I didn't have a question. I just had some information to offer. I submitted for my husband, who is self-employed, um, the very first day that it was available to submit, which I think was towards the end of April. And of the five weeks I submitted, we only got one week. Um, and one of them denied as excessive earnings. And the other three have been showing in progress since then. And they just processed on Friday and said it would have it in my account within three days. Oh, okay. This is easy. They're going to send you a check for those three weeks. You should get it in uh, five to seven business days after the payment date. PUA is checked okay. only from here until further notice, unfortunately. Just check the mailbox. Yeah, just- it's coming from the PA Treasury. All right. Now, here's a question before we take a- another break here. And I don't know which of you wants to answer. If people qualify for either PUA or unemployment compensation and and then are going to get that $600 uh, CARES Act benefit, which you said is 540 if they take taxes out. People want to know, if you wind up getting called back to work, do you still get that 600 If you earn $1 from PUA or unemployment, you are entitled to this. If you get 
like paid one dollar from either unemployment thing, you get that six hundred dollars. So if you if you go if you go if you go back to work and you're now getting a partial benefit because you're not making the same amount, you're still going to get that six hundred dollars. Correct. If, if you're you uh, under your earnings and you're under your maximum amount you're allowed to make and you're getting that partial benefit and you're still, you know, partially unemployed, you'll get the 600. Haley Michelle and Wendy Murray talking Pennsylvania unemployment compensation and PUA today on special edition. Now don't go away. When we come back, they return with more answers to more of those questions right here on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week we have been featuring Pennsylvania unemployment compensation because it has become such a major issue to so many people throughout the Commonwealth. A lot of people frustrated because they can't get the answers. As Special Edition continues, Intercom's Frank Andrews talks with Haley Michelle and Wendy Murray from the PAPUA Facebook page, and these ladies have a lot of answers to a lot of questions. Bill in Sweet Valley, what's your question for the ladies? I was laid off on the 23rd of March. I filed my first two-week claim. I've been out for five weeks. I just went back three weeks ago, but I got a letter saying I was denied. So I did the appeal process, gave my W-2s. I didn't miss a day of work in 2019. Apparently, they went back to 2018, and I was denied. Then, two weeks ago, I got a letter in the mail that said, you qualify for PUA. So, okay, so I filed for PUA, and PUA came back and said, you do not qualify. You qualify for UC unemployment. What do I do? I filed the appeal. I haven't heard anything from anybody. I emailed everything that the records that they were looking for, and I have not heard anything back via email or phone number. All right, Haley or Wendy, who wants the answer? Well, every every few months, the quarters change, and the the time period they use to base your amount on and your qualification also changes. So now they're going off of all 2019 income which sounds like you qualify, you didn't qualify at first, but now you actually qualify due to the quarter change for regular unemployment. If you got any money, so follow through with regular unemployment, cancel out PUA, don't mess with them anymore. And if you collected any money from PUA since April 5th, you would have qualified for unemployment since April 5th. If you collected any money from PUA since, contact unemployment to see how to pay that back and you'll get all your money from unemployment from April 5th till current. He needs to call the PAT number to see if he has a balance on his UC account. That will tell him if he's approved or not since he's still waiting to hear about his appeal. Uh, He has to call what number? The PAT number? And do you know that number? I mean, I'll look it up, but if you have it handy. The PAT number is 888-255-4728. Okay, and and if he and if somebody dials that 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 will tell them any balance they have on their what on their account on their regular UC they'll ask your social security number and the PIN number and it will give you your balance which is like your claim balance for un- regular unemployment if it's zero you're not getting unemployment you then you should apply for PUA if you have a ba- balance then you do qualify for regular UC. 
Okay. Uh, I'm employed full-time. Uh, not a day off since I began. I lost my part-time job when the pandemic hit. I filed for unemployment compensation to get denied in order to file for PUA. But I found out I was eligible for unemployment compensation. That's insane. Why would that be? I make too much full-time to deserve unemployment compensation. How does that work? You're going to owe that money back because... You can. You only can apply for UC or PUA if you're unemployed. If you work a full-time job and lost your part-time job, you do not qualify for PUA. Wait a minute. Now, say that again. If you work a full-time job but you lost a part-time job, do you qualify for anything? No. So you can't, you can't get any kind of benefit to reimburse you for the part-time money you lost? If you work full-time, no, you you're full -time out of the game. <laughs> Okay, so if you work full-time and you lost a part-time job, you're up the creek. You don't get any money. Right, which is unfortunate because a lot of times people need two jobs to survive. Right, and, and a lot of people are, I mean, boy, that just, so pe people will not get reimbursed for the lost income on part-time, even if the part-time job was lost because of coronavirus? Not if, if they're still working full-time, then they, they won't qualify for either. Oh, boy. Here you go. All right. Janice in Plains. What's your question, Janice? My claim year ends on June 27th of this year. That's like three weeks from now. Should I start trying to call now to continue my claim? Or what are they doing about that? And uh, did, did they hire more people? Did they get people to, um, to you know, get more people to, to, to take phone calls or what? It sounds like um, you're eligible for the extension, and it's, since you're still receiving benefits, I believe that comes. Except that sometimes if their if their claim is inactive, they have to reactivate it for PEUC. That's that's the 13 week extension, and unfortunately, people wound up after they finished regular UC, they applied for PUA, but were supposed to get PEUC. If they got paid for PUA, they're going to owe that money back. Okay, a follow-up to what you just said. I, if I have a full-time job, but I applied for unemployment compensation for my part-time job, and I'm getting a message that there's an issue, that issue is that I'm going to be denied and I'm not qualified for anything. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Okay. Haley, this is specifically for you. This is a 77-year-old guy who applied um. for PUA and was eligible, but he needs help. He needs you to walk him through how to backdate. Okay. The best way to do a backdate is to call, and they will do it for you if you can get a hold of them. If you can't, there is supposed to be a feature available eventually on the portal that allows you to do that. I don't know when that'll be, and I don't know how to work it once it's there, but that's supposed to come eventually. But I would suggest you have to call to get those back weeks as of today. Okay, call Also, if he, it, I, I get he's 77 years old, and it, he, a lot of people need walkthroughs for this. Myself, Haley, Donna, John, the ones who run this PUA site, we actually help people private message. So what are you saying? that, that Now, he, he said that he had his daughter get him all signed up because he doesn't know how to use a computer. So if his daughter connects with you, you guys will help him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So everybody that just heard that, hang on. We're going to give you con contact information a little bit later. Tom in Scranton, what's your question, Tom? I signed up in March 15th, and I was expecting uh, full benefits show about the end of April. And then I got... 
we, we called for reduced hours and signing up for partial benefits. Now, the, the, the hours are going up. What happens if I go over the hours so I can't sign up, and then the next week I go under the hours and I can sign up? Is that going to be a major problem? Um, sometimes that does cause problems and you go over one week and then you're fine the next week. Eventually it will get sorted out, but you should still continue to file as you can. My employer made it clear to me they don't want me to collect unemployment. Now, I am collecting unemployment. Evidently, he doesn't know that. Can he fight me? I was approved, everything. I'm doing everything. I'm recording all the hours that I work. Can he fight my unemployment? Um, he cannot fight your unemployment. That's a question you might want to ask legal aid. But unless you are not, unless you're refusing work or you're doing something wrong, is you're given the hours you're given, and that's his his issue. And um, you know that's on him. That's not on you. So no, I don't believe he can fight it. I would definitely follow up with legal aid, though. This this thing has just brought up a lot of questions, and I know we're asking the same thing three times here, but here is here is another one. I work full-time and lost my part-time job, but I got a PIN, I got a Relia card and all, but no money. What does that mean? Does that mean I've kind of been approved, or is that just something that's going to be canceled? It's going to be something that's canceled. No. They send everybody a PIN. As soon as you apply, they send you a pin because you can't even go in and do anything else until you have a pin. A lot of times people have been sent Relier cards and will get messages. Why is there a zero balance on the Relier card? Sometimes the Relier card just gets kicked out, especially for UC, but he will not qualify. Ladies, I got this guy. I got cut to 35 hours a week from 40. Can I uh, get partial unemployment? It no. depends on your maximum benefit amount. It's doubtful but I doubt it. because it's usually a 50% decrease, I'm thinking, around. It's possible, but you would have to be under your weekly benefit amount or under your maximum benefit amount to qualify. So you would have to figure that out. You would have to apply, figure that out, see if you're still under that amount of what you make every week. So um, it's doubtful, though, very doubtful. What's the situation with the paper checks? I mean, some people say they get paper checks for their benefit. They don't get the 540. They're waiting. What, what What's going on with those? The 540 comes in a different check, uh, usually a day or two later than they get their PUA payment. UC is still all deposits and the relier card. UC is not affected at all for a paper check. Only PUA. You got Michael and Troop, what's your question, Mike? We, we own a business. Basically, we've been living off savings for a couple of months now, and now it's just getting a little tight. Is, is it still something I can uh, apply for and get back payments on, or are we just too late? No, you can. You can 100% apply for PUA as owning a business. And you can still apply and get those weeks while you were out. You might have to call them to get those weeks, but you'll probably be able to get them automatically if your application is all set. You could just file for those weeks. Make sure you upload as much documentation to prove your income and your your self-employed business as you possibly can. You you ladies have given answers that people could could not get for 13 weeks. And pretty much about this, a lot of people have been working full-time but lost their part-time job. And they thought that they were going to be eligible for something. And so you have cleared up a bunch of of questions for a lot of people. Now, is that also... It is unfortunate, but... 
it, it is unfortunate because you, some people need two jobs right, to, to make survive. Well, not only that, but they lost their part-time job not for any fault of their own, but because of coronavirus. Correct. Okay. Uh, let's see. My mom got approved for PUA a week ago. She had a payment date and transaction number, but when she received her first payment, it was only for one week. She hasn't received the backdated money, even though she's been receiving weekly benefits. It says it paid, though. What do I do to fix that? Well, it depends on her payment date. You have to go, okay, so this past Saturday, my for for example, my last week that I filed, the pay, my payment date was 6-1. I only just got my check for that. So you're just saying it takes the state a good old time. <laughs> sure yes. does. If it was before the times of the check, if she's missing back payments, the payment date is before the 26th, say her payment date's May 25th and she's missing those payments, then she could see if they're on a Relia card or um, the Treasury even sent a check out or what happened with those payments. But if it's after the 26th, her payment date in the spreadsheet, it's being sent by a check about five to seven days after the payment date that's in the spreadsheet. Okay. Let's... And a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people who um, has payment date is before the 26th and opted for direct deposit, it takes five to seven days for your direct deposit to kick in. So what happened was if the if you applied and put in all your direct deposit information and your and your payment date was kicked the next day, it went to a Relia card. For somebody wants to know how far back you can claim for the $600 federal money. That only goes April to April 4th. 4th. It depends on when From you April lost 4th. your job. April 4th. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, and it's going to represent probably a thousand people. Frank, my name is Paul. I received my letter. I got my PIN. I got a Relia card. I've been doing my biweekly for the past eight weeks and have not received a penny. Can you tell me any way that I can get some money? The only way is to call UC, unfortunately. Also, call the PAT number to make sure he has a balance. If there's no balance, there's a serious problem with his claim. If he has a balance, right. then he needs to call because sometimes for some reason there's a glitch, even with regular UC, that it has to be manually released. Okay, and the PAT number, in case you know this, Paul, is 888-255-4728. Now, folks listening, make sure you grab a pen and paper because in just a couple minutes, I'm going to ask Haley and Wendy to kind of give you information on how you can hook up with their Facebook page or get in touch with them like our 77-year-old friend. Getting your questions answered, that's what it's all about. When Special Edition returns, Intercom's Frank Andrews, as well as Haley Michelle and Wendy Murray, will be back with more information on how you can find them and get your questions answered, maybe giving you just a little bit more peace of mind. Don't go away. Welcome back to Special Edition. Today we have been getting many answers to so many questions from people just like you who need those answers about Pennsylvania unemployment compensation and something called PUA, which seems to have created some confusion among residents in the state. Now we'll wrap up our discussion today with Intercom's Frank Andrews and his guests, Haley Michelle and Wendy Murray, as they take more questions from people just like you.
All right, let's go to Pete in Durier. What's up, Pete? Yeah, um, I was in, uh, denied unemployment back in March, and I won't get into that. It's, it's uh, an appeal that I filed, but because my appeal has been uh, delayed because of the COVID, I applied for PUA. And I can't get either one because there's an appeal pending and I don't have an appeal date yet. And it's been over two miles, two months since I filed for the appeal. Um, I'm sort of stuck in limbo. Do you have any uh, resolution for that? You definitely have to, again, call the patent number to see if you have a balance because some, even if your appeal went through, it, their notification is severely delayed. Right, right. No, I do Are not have Are you filing bi-weekly still? Uh, no, no. I, uh, I started a different job about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Uh, but all my back pay, I was trying to get the back pay through the PUA because I was denied the regular unemployment and I never got my appeal notice back. I never got my appeal. And date. with the change and of I've the quarters in like April, <laughs> you might qualify now, which is what's holding up both of them because PUA will not let you claim if you right. have a UC account. Right, exactly. But that's where my problem is because I didn't get an appeal and I can't get PUA because they think I'm, they may think I'm still receiving unemployment. So, so and if I could get through to anybody, it'd be great. <laughs> Do your best. That one. Monica in Dallas. What's up, Monica? My husband filed for his original claim on April 19th. And we have been filing bi-weekly ever since that date and he has yet to receive anything on or excuse me from the uh unemployment compensation claim well like wendy always says call the cat number to see if he has a balance if he has a balance with unemployment then that means he was approved by now and he should try to contact them to get the payment because it's being held up for some reason or we don't know why Another option is if he gets denied, if he ends up being denied, you can file for PUA. Pat number is really important if you're trying to figure out your unemployment. If you have a zero balance, you got denied for unemployment. Well, he got approved. His, his unemployment compensation claim was received and approved. And I don't understand. You got a determination letter on how much you're going to receive each week. Oh, I'm not sure. That would be your approval. It will exactly give you a letter on how much you're getting each week. So, again, I recommend calling that PAT number. When you applied, everybody got a letter saying you applied for PUA and um, your weekly benefit will be this amount. Everybody thinks it's, it's an approval letter and it's not because specifically in the letter it says if you meet the guidelines and provide documentation. Okay, so so Monica, you got to call that uh, that PAT number, which is 888-255-4728. Haley, if you would, please tell people how they connect with uh, PUA Pennsylvania on Facebook. Oh, awesome. Of course. We, um, so you look up PUA Pennsylvania on Facebook, find our group. You have to answer all three of the questions or we will not accept you, unfortunately. There's three easy questions, just saying you'll get along with others, basically. And answer the questions and we will um, add you to our group. 
Okay, now, Wendy, uh, a silly question here, but somebody wants to know what PAT stands for. Do you know? Uh, Pennsylvania Telecommunications. Pennsylvania Telecommunications. Okay, and that number you keep saying is key, and that number is 888-255-4728. Now, when you mentioned about helping the 77-year-old guy, what's the best advice for people that need to reach out to you? Reach out to an administrator of the PUA page. Okay. All right, ladies, we have we have about six suggestions that people start a GoFundMe page to raise money for you guys. <laughs> we do, you know, we do a lot of research and people like, oh, well, you don't work for the Department of Labor. No, but you're not getting any information from them. And Haley and I and Donna and John, we, we really bust our butt every day researching every question and every answer we can. Okay, now Haley, you're gonna. We're gonna have you run for governor. Wendy, you can be lieutenant governor. governor. To be governor, I'll vote for her. That might, that might not be good, but I'd like it. <laughs> we certainly hope that that gave you a little bit more insight into some of the questions you may have regarding Pennsylvania's unemployment compensation during the COVID-19 pandemic. Something else that has many people asking questions: Alzheimer's disease. Dr. Gad Marshall joins us. He's taking part in a research study to try and get some answers. Alzheimer's disease is unfortunately an epidemic. I know we're dealing with a different pandemic with COVID-19, but Alzheimer's disease has has been an epidemic across the world in the U.S., uh, as well as uh, in uh, uh, our our local uh, state of Pennsylvania for uh, many years now. Um, what we see is, uh, as you age, uh, there is a certain segment of the population that's at greater risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. There are changes in the brain that we can track. Uh, there are clinical symptoms uh, such as memory decline, uh, language difficulties, sense of direction difficulties, uh, changes in mood and behavior, uh, and ultimately decline in your daily functioning uh, that progresses with time. This is an irreversible, uh, continuous um, uh, um, neurodegenerative disease. Um, and in recent years, we focused on early detection of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and this will give me the opportunity to discuss uh, a new web study uh, that we're, we launched about a year ago. When you talk about early detection, that must be something that's very difficult because it can mimic so many other disorders that, that people 65 and older are dealing with. Absolutely. So uh, when you age, uh, you know, you can have uh, uh, changes in your memory and thinking uh, abilities uh, for many reasons, uh, including just getting older. Uh, and so uh, trying to uh, separate that uh, type of change uh, from uh, a, a disease like Alzheimer's disease is important uh, in terms of uh, whether or not uh, we should be uh, concerned about uh, more aggressive decline down the road and what we can do about it. And so um, what we're uh, offering uh, today uh, is a web study called uh, APT or APT Web Study, uh, found on aptwebstudy.org, which is a national effort funded by the NIH uh, to uh, detect the earliest uh, symptoms of Alzheimer's disease uh, with a simple computerized assessment you can take from the comfort of your home. Uh, all you need is a computer or a tablet connected to the, to the Internet. We're looking for individuals uh, age 50 or older who do not have significant symptoms yet. Uh, and so uh, we can track you over time uh, with uh, a 20-minute type of uh, memory test every three months and let you know if, in fact, you are declining. And if so, 
what you can do about it, uh, either in a clinical setting or in another research setting, such as a prevention trial for Alzheimer's disease. Again, it can mimic so many other things. Are there what you would consider classic Alzheimer's symptoms? Yeah. So, so um, Alzheimer's disease, uh, as you said, classically would present as a consistent decline in your short-term memory, uh, also some language changes early on, such as word-finding difficulties, uh, changes in your sense of direction, uh, and also changes in your mood uh, early on, such as mild depressive symptoms, anxiety, lack of motivation, irritability. Um, early on, we usually uh, don't see decline in daily functioning. Uh, that is something that we see usually when you hit the stage of dementia. Uh, the key is that there's a change from your prior abilities and that it is a consistent change, not just one day that something happens and then you're back to normal. And as far as the study is concerned, then you're looking for people at the age of 50? Yeah, so we're looking for people who are much younger uh, than the typical uh, onset of Alzheimer's disease. So the typical onset in the U.S. is early 70s for the stage of dementia. Uh, for milder memory symptoms, uh, it will be late 60s. We're looking for people uh, who are, uh, you know, way uh, younger than that in terms of uh, potentially having a risk uh, that's biological or genetic risk uh, in their family, uh, and we're, we're looking for the very earliest uh, changes in their memory performance that they might not be aware of, that we can detect with, with these sensitive uh, computer tests uh, over time. Uh, and then uh, if, if we do detect a change, uh, we could recommend uh, that uh, either if it's a significant change, they uh, seek clinical care, or uh, they participate in a research study to uh, have more assessments uh, with scans of their brain, say, or, or in fact uh, participate in a trial where we're testing a new drug to prevent Alzheimer's disease in people who do not have significant symptoms yet, but may be at risk. That's another interesting question because there is really no, there's no cure for Alzheimer's, but and there are drugs now that are that are going to start to be investigated, well, cure correct. it, or would that just slow it down? There is no cure. The treatments that we have available currently uh, are uh, used at the stage of dementia only, not prior to that, uh, to uh, mildly boost your, your symptoms, uh, uh, improve them for 6 or 12 months, and then they wear off. What we're looking for uh, is uh, uh, medications uh, or interventions that will uh, at least slow the decline over time uh, and, of course, preferably stop it um, altogether, uh, which would be a cure uh, that, you know, we will settle for significantly slowing the decline. If you do that for several years, you can really uh, change the quality of life of older adults. Um, and so uh, that's what we're looking for. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been doing these type of clinical trials for years, uh, and uh, we've been moving to earlier stages in hopes of, of having more success. When you also mentioned genetics in there, if um, if a person has had a family member, uh, are you able to tell by the study that you're starting, the, the APT study, that um, there might be a predisposition or maybe there's not a predisposition? Is it more possible that there could be something environmental? Well, so we try and take into account uh, several of these factors. Uh, uh, this particular study is pretty streamlined, so we, we can't be exhaustive, and, and all of it is based on answering questions online. And so we're not doing any 
uh, blood tests or scans of your brain with this particular study, uh, but we try and uh, get demographic information and family history information uh, and also uh, some medical history uh, in order to uh, figure out some of your risk factors. And, and yes, you could have uh, a family history or genetic risk factor. You could have a risk factor from various common medical conditions like elevated blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, and in fact from stressors from the environment uh, uh, or your, your life generally. Uh, say uh, you're a caregiver, you can um, be st- uh, stressed from that. Say uh, you have uh, you know, mood disorder, that could be a stressor. Uh, your diet and exercise uh, can be- uh, beneficially or uh, detrimentally affect uh, your risk. And so uh, these are various things we look at as well. Dr. Marshall, this is fascinating. And uh, again, the uh, Alzheimer prevention trials, how can people get involved? Where can they find the information? Well, so uh, it's very simple. You just log on to our website, aptwebstudy.org. Uh, you learn about uh, the study, and then if you're interested, uh, you can sign up right there and then and get started. Dr. Marshall, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully in the future you'll be able to come back and we'll talk about uh, what you've been finding out as far as the, uh, the trials are concerned. Thank you for your time and for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories, a production of Intercom Communications. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.